Hi, I'm Wyatt. And I'm Grace. And you're listening to Our Dad and your host of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Vodacy Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sean Moore. And today, we get to talk about one of my favorite subjects, and that is maximizing your lifestyle asset with paid traffic, with paid media on Facebook and Google and all those fun places. And so before, though, we dive into that subject, I really want to talk to you guys about the fatal mistake that so many people make of jumping into that subject and jumping into paid traffic way too soon. And you know, a lot of people think that this paid media and paid traffic and direct booking world that so many people talk about, it's this holy grail and it's gonna solve all your problems. And that's not always the case. You really have to take the steps to be ready for paid traffic. Consider paid traffic like gasoline. If you have a fire that's already burning and it's already going and you dump gasoline on that fire, that thing's gonna explode. It's just gonna absolutely take off and that fire's gonna get bigger and bigger and burn hotter and hotter. However, if you have a whole pile of wood and you have some components in the fire, but that fire's not lit and that fire's not ready, when you add fuel to that pile of wood, nothing's gonna happen. You're just gonna have a doused pile of wood with a firewood that's all wet now. And so think of it that way, that you the fire has to be burning. Your property has to be performing and burning before it's ready for paid traffic. And so there is this evolution of promotion, uh, promoting your lifestyle asset. And I'll talk to you a little bit about that today and how that evolution, what that evolution looks like so that you know if you're going to be ready and when you're ready to start adding some paid traffic to really boost and maximize that lifestyle asset. And so first and foremost, when you have a property, first it starts, your marketing starts way before you're ready to take this property to the market. You need to have it set up. We're not gonna dive into a lot of this, but you need to have it set up. You need to have it ready to deliver a unique experience. We'll talk about that in other episodes of how you do that, but you have to be ready to deliver the fairy tale. That property has to be able to stand out on its own and ready to deliver the fairy tale. And that has to do with how the property's furnished, how it's how it's designed, how it's set up. All of those different things are gonna be are gonna add to you being able to maximize this asset and stand out in these crowded markets that we see right now. And so it starts with being ready and set up. So just know that I'm I'm fast forwarding, assuming that your property is set up and ready for that. Now we're ready to go out to the market and one of the benefits that we have, and this is where a lot of people sometimes get a little bit confused about what I talk about when I talk about you know building this business without the OTAs and, and you wanna build it outside of Airbnb, VRBO, those big marketplaces that are out there. However, we're going to leverage these marketplaces. They're huge, they're huge marketplaces. And so we wanna leverage that marketplace. And we'll talk about, in, in at the end of this episode, I'm gonna talk about how we evolve off of those but right now, we're talking about paid media. And so what we're going to do right when we're ready with our property is we're going to have our management companies. And our management companies are going to put, book our properties on those big OTAs. And OTA stands for Online Travel Agencies. And that's what I'm referring to when, when you hear me say OTA. I'm talking about Airbnb, VRBO, Bookings.com, all those different companies. And so these are major marketplaces. There's millions of people on these marketplaces. So what we do is we're gonna take our property 
and we're gonna put it on the OTA. And this is kind of our test run, right? We're gonna put it out there because this is a really quick way for us to give our, our property a test run to see if somebody take it to market, see if people are willing to book it at the prices that we're, that we're asking. And we're gonna come out a little bit low because like anything else, nobody wants to be the first to the party and so when you have a brand new property it doesn't have any reviews nobody can kind of nobody can see what somebody else said about it you know reviews are the lifeblood of this business and so we want to get out there and we want to we want to have a rush to get our first 10 to 15 reviews and we can't get reviews unless somebody stays in our property right so we're going to put it on these otas with millions of people looking in these crowded marketplaces and we're going to come in a little bit below what the market value would be for that property so if, if everybody's out there you know the average nightly rate for your type of property might be 200 dollars a night we might come out at $180 a night or even $170 a night. And we're gonna come in lower than the average nights. And the, the goal of that is, is to do that for a really short period of time. And our goal here is to get a bunch of feedback. We want a whole bunch of people coming into our property and ultimately building up those five-star reviews. If we're not getting five-star reviews, then that's a really quick way for us to dial things back and say, okay, what are what is the feedback we're getting from the marketplace out there? And if we need to make adjustments and refine the process or refine some of the things that we're offering, we do that during this stage. And so we're gonna go to that or those organic audiences. You're gonna hear me talk about organic traffic and paid traffic. Organic traffic means any of those marketplaces, any type of traffic that you can generate that you're not paying for. Paid traffic is just that. It's just what it sounds like. You're actually paying for platforms to put eyeballs on your listing and so on like airbnb those organic those big marketplaces we don't pay for that if we go out to facebook or google and we tell facebook and google to put our property in front of somebody that's paid traffic so when i'm talking about organic versus paid that's what i'm talking about so in the beginning step one it's all organic traffic on the big otas and then we're going to get feedback the goal is to get those first 10 to 15 reviews as quick as possible and they should be five star reviews if you're getting three or four star reviews then that's a problem and we need to make an adjustment we, we refine the process there but we didn't spend a lot of money to have somebody tell us that they didn't love the the you know the setup or the fairy tale or the experience that we were delivering we can tell that very quickly on these OTAs because there's millions of people out there they're great tools for us to tap into even because they're such big marketplaces and then step 2 what we're going to do is say okay we're getting we're getting great reviews we're getting you know these five star reviews people are loving our property now step 2 is what we're going to do is say Okay, now we're gonna jump the price up. If our average nightly rate needs to be from 170, we're gonna jump it to 200. We're gonna make sure we continue to get bookings and we continue to get people saying they loved it at that price. Then we're gonna then we're gonna quickly inch above that. We're gonna say, okay, now we're now we're starting to establish ourselves and establish that listing. And now this is the stage that we're gonna to start to consider adding paid traffic to that. And th because we know the marketplace says they love our property, we know they love the experience, we're getting five-star reviews, we're able to command higher than average rates, and now we're gonna to start to add that fuel to the fire with paid traffic and paid media. And so we're gonna go out to Facebook and, and Google, and we're gonna to start to say, okay guys, Now's the time where we're willing to pay for our own eyeballs. We're not borrowing somebody else's eyeballs, right? We're, we're not going to go out and borrow Airbnb's you know, eyeballs, the people that are on Airbnb that are possibly looking at our property. Now we're going to go pay for our own. And we're going to start to siphon off some of those people that are looking on Airbnb, VRBO, and understand how to 
you know, interest-based target people, um, you know, where you're, you're targeting interest-based targeting, geographic targeting people that are, in, that are on Airbnb looking for a certain area that our property might be at. Now we're going to start to pay for those eyeballs and pay for that traffic because now I'm not wasting my money because now I have a reasonable expectation that those people that are on there have already said they like my property. They're on there. They're, they're saying, hey, Sean, we like your property. We're giving you five-star reviews. Now I feel comfortable going and spending my money to get the, the people to my property because and that's how when you've possibly heard me talk about we put $1 in on paid advertising and get $10 back. The reason we do that is because we go through this evolution. We go through this process to make sure that the marketplace is willing to say, yes, we love it. We love what you've got to offer, Sean. And so we're willing to pay for that now. And so that's the, the that final step where we start to add that um, add that paid advertising piece we don't stop we might as well leave our we might as well take advantage of these big marketplaces if they're on there but now instead of being if the average nightly rates at 200 now we command 300 dollars a night for example i have a property right now that i give an example of a, a episode or two ago where we talked about you know all the properties in that area are listed at 150 dollars a night we average 300 dollars a night so that's the fun part about it is when you start adding fuel to the fire and you go through this evolution then that's when you really start to maximize your asset. And so on Airbnb and VRBO, we're $300 a night. If somebody wants to come on there and pay that, great. They they And they do all the time. And so I don't take it off of there. That last step to really maximize that is you're going to have you're going to have your property on those big OTAs, but you're also generating your own business with your own your own eyeballs. And that's what we'll go kind of talk about next is how you really build that lifestyle asset business. And you build your business in this stage, in that third and final stage of saying, okay, I'm paying for this traffic. Because what you what happens is, is a lot of people don't realize that when you generate bookings on the OTAs and on, or with your management company for that matter, even though you hired that management company, they're ge- anybody that's generating the business, generating the booking, that's their traffic. That's their customer. Even though they're staying in our house, it's a big misconception that people have that they say, well, they stayed in my house. That's my customer. No, absolutely it's not. You're borrowing Airbnb's customers. You're borrowing VRBO's customers. You're borrowing Booking.com customers or you're borrowing your management com- customers. They're going out and marketing with paid advertising most of the time and bringing those people to their website to generate a booking on your property and in your property. But that's not your customer. And so what you're doing is if you're only on those platforms, you're building a business, which these are businesses. You're building a business in, on somebody else's land. The most valuable asset in any business is its customer base. And if you don't own the customer base, you don't have a, a long-term business. You have a property that you're operating on somebody with somebody else's customer base, that's their business. There's a reason why Airbnb and VRBO and all these places are so strict about wanting to communicate uh, the guest and the host, having them communicate on their platform. And as technology increases and gets more sophisticated and algorithms start to increase and and get better and better and better. They're going to do everything they can to stop that communication. They do right now. And I can hear people in the background saying, hey, Sean, well, I'm able to get somebody's email address. I'm able to get their phone number when they stay in my property and I manage my own property. That's great. Good for you. You're not doing it the right way though, because you're, what you're doing is you're trying to find a workaround to get the, get the, 
um, information from somebody else's customer. I'll give you an example. My father-in-law runs a really successful Amazon business and his entire business is run on Amazon. And so what he's realizing recently is he's been doing this now for eight or 10 years very successfully. Amazon's a huge marketplace, but what he's realizing is for eight or 10 years, he's been borrowing Amazon's customers. I mean, he's got 2,700 five-star reviews on his product on Amazon, but he doesn't have direct access to all of those customers because they were generated on Amazon. It's Amazon's customers, even though they bought his product. And so what he's finding out now is, holy crap, I've left, I, I had a huge opportunity. I left a lot of money on the table by not focusing on generating my own business as well. Nothing wrong with tapping into Amazon marketplace, just like there's nothing wrong with tapping into Airbnb and VRBO. They're huge marketplaces with people that are willing to book your property. But if you're taking this serious and you want to really build your lifestyle asset business, you better take direct bookings seriously because what you're really doing has nothing to do with saving fees on Airbnb or VRBO or whatever else. It has nothing to do with saving fees from your management company. It has everything to do with building your back-end business and building your customer base. And so uh, what the way we do that is there's a lot of chatter right now on direct booking websites. And there's all of these sites that are that are built out there, in my opinion, are missing a key element to most of them. I haven't found any that are that are they're missing this huge element. And and I'll tell you right now that most of them, when you go look at them, they're beautiful websites, but they all look the same. And what they do, in in my opinion, is they're missing the element, is they're all speaking to three to five percent of the market that is booked now. So it's like all these websites are saying, here's my beautiful property, book it now, book it now, book it now. And and so what you should have, instead of a booking website, you should have a funnel website. And the difference between the two is, one of them is trying to get somebody to book your property right now. The second one is showing them everything they need about booking your property, but you're trying to get them to raise their hand and start to have a conversation with you. People would say, well, Sean, why would you do that? Why would you not want to, to book get them to book now? We give them that opportunity. We're going to show them how they can book our property. But more importantly, I want to talk to the 60 to 70% of people that are out there that are in that information gathering mode. They're they're going to be booking a property in the next, you know, 1 to 3 months or 3 to 6 months. I want to start a conversation with them because nobody's talking to them. And so we still want those people that are ready to book now. We get those people. But what we want somebody to do is to raise their hand to talk to us. What most of these websites fall short of is they're all beautiful sites. They have amazing calendars integrated to all these different platforms. They have all their pricing and everything else. What happens is, is people go to these sites and they say, that's awesome. I, I understand the property. It looks great. And guess what? They say, I'm going to come back to it. Well, how many times do you think they actually come back to the site? The reason they say I'm going to come back to it is because they got all the information they needed. Part of marketing is to get somebody to ask a question. The number two, there's two things that people are looking for typically when they're searching for properties outside of if they like the property. Once they you have to give them pictures and you have to get, you know, they they know the area already. They're searching in the area. They have to your pictures and your descriptions and everything have to fit the bill, right? I, we're we're beyond that. What I'm saying is that all has to be taken care of. That's a that's a discussion for another day. Assuming that you have a great property that fits their needs as far as the area and the property, they want to know two things from you. 
They want to know, is it, is it within their budget? Is it affordable? Is it, you know, what is the rate that you're charging? And is it available when they're thinking of coming? So those two things are what they want to know. Everybody answers that. We don't answer that for them. One, we answer the, the question on price because I want them, to, I, if I have a $1,000 a night property, I want them to know it's a $1,000 a night property so that if their budget is $200 a night, there's no reason for them to reach out and have a conversation because they, they should already disqualify themselves on price. The second question though is, is it available when I want to stay? And this is where we get somebody to raise their hand. Instead of giving them a calendar right there on that page, we say, hey, listen, you, here's, here's a coupon code for you know 10 or 15% off, good for the next year. So remember I said, I, I wanna talk to the people that are just searching. And so, and by the way, when you grab this coupon code, you can inquire about the dates and make sure that you can see what the dates are on the other page. So as soon as they inquire, I start to get their contact information. And then on the next page, they can ask us for an exact quote of the pricing and the dates available. And we text them, we start this conversation with them doesn't mean they're always going to book right then and there. And some people might get annoyed by it. I get it. If you, you know, if you're somebody that's listening to this and saying, well, Sean, I, I wouldn't like that. That's fine. It's fine if you wouldn't like that. But if you have a property and you're trying to maximize it, I'm trying to share with you what works really, really well for us and for many of our students in our group when they're starting to maximize these assets and when they're starting to build a business. So one, I... I generate a lead, right? I generate somebody that's interested in it. Two, on the back end, I can start having a conversation with them about if, when they want to come stay in my property, if it's available or not. Sometimes it's not available. And I still get to start a conversation with somebody if it's not available. So they're in my database. Now that's a lead that I've generated and I can communicate with them and send them amazing things about the area, right? A lot of times people want to know day trip itineraries. We share these amazing things through our newsletter. We don't, and our newsletter doesn't always say book now, book now, book now. So we have this, the, the difference between a website and a funnel is a website, a booking site. All it is, is a booking site. You go to it, you see pictures, you see a calendar, you see a link to book it right now if you want to book it, the rates, all those different things, and it generates a booking. It's great. But beyond that, it doesn't do anything on the front end or the back end. And so what, what I suggest you do is consider putting together a funnel. So you start to communicate with people, give them what they want to know on the front end, give them what they, you know, we'll, we give them full-on quotes and calendars it throughout the process, but also we give them more information on the back end because many, many, many times they're not ready to book right now. They're going to come back and guess what happens when they start to come back? It doesn't mean that they stay on my website and that they don't go onto everybody else's website and Airbnb and VRBO with thousands of other properties. They see the average time looking for a property when somebody wants to book something is three and a half to four hours. And so that's a lot of properties that people are looking at. So you can imagine that most of these properties like just start to like mesh together in somebody's mind when they're going through it. I've been through the process. I know what that's like. But what happens is, is they start to develop a short list of properties. And they might have five or six or seven properties. By the time that they're ready to make a decision, we're usually on that short list. We aren't gonna make the short list. They're not gonna ask us if the dates are available, they're not going to take that extra step that we ask them to take. And, you know, if they're not seriously interested in our property, if they're like, oh, that's an average property, I don't really like Sean's property, they're not going to ask me the question if it's available, anyways. 
So these are all those people that asked us if it was available. And we're starting to communicate with them. And I've sent them a day trip itinerary. I've sent them some of our favorite restaurants. Hey, we know you're thinking about going to the area. Here's some things that I would consider when you're there. Here's some of the favorite things that we enjoy about the area. So we share with them things that they would be interested in. Well, when the time to make a decision comes, all of a sudden they're saying, okay, I've got these five or 10 properties I'm really interested in. But one of these properties is talking to me. One of these one of these owners is actually communicating with me. Tons of people try to communicate after the booking. Or when somebody says yes, they'll start communicating. Very, very few communicate before they even make a decision. And that's what that's where we start to really start to see how adding, you know, adding these elements into our property business can really start to expand and we can really start to maximize on the back end. So you know, there's a lot of details and a lot of moving parts, but what I wanted to talk to you about today on this podcast is to get you thinking about the possibilities, about some of the things that we talk about. And and I didn't want you to be confused when I say, hey, don't, you know, build your business on the back end with your own direct booking website. What happens is it can be super, super valuable after you've done this for a, time, a little bit of a little bit of time because now you've got your own book of business. And as you progress, as things like go up and down as Airbnb and VRBO and these OTAs, they change their rules or their algorithms or they get more and more crowded and it's harder to stand out your business continues to grow and you're, you're, instead of being on those platforms and thinking, how do I stand out here? And what happens is everybody, everybody tries to compete on price. You don't have to do that. You remove yourself from having to compete on price. You remove yourself from if rules change or if COVID hits and all of a sudden these platforms say, we're not letting you book and we're re- requiring refunds, which happened last year, yeah, a year ago, about, about this time in April, everybody's calendars got wiped clean. Ours did too. Our property calendars got wiped clean, but guess what? Our properties, we had people we were talking to and said, hey, we're still open for business. Hey, you know, if you're looking for a staycation, we're open. We were able to fill our calendars immediately. Luckily for everybody else, most of that that shutdown on those platforms, they started. They, they were shut down for a couple weeks. They weren't allowing bookings. They were requiring refunds. But then they started opening back up in most of these markets. For us, if that would have lasted a lot longer, for us it didn't. I mean, we were we booked our calendars days after it happened because we had somebody to talk to. So many people at that time were calling us up saying, "Hey, can I put this into place?" The problem with this is. This takes some time to put into place. This is something you should be doing with your property right now. And you're going to continue to do it. And you're going to continue to do it. And you say, I have people that will say to me, hey, Sean, well, I don't need that right now. My property's booked. That's great. If you don't need it and you feel like your property's booked, that's fine. Guess what? My properties are booked too. And I still run these campaigns to generate a book of business so that when I need it, it's there. And ultimately, it allows us the ability to transition completely off of the OTAs because once you get a certain amount of customers and a certain amount of people, now all of a sudden that property is self-sufficient. Now all of a sudden you're booking, your calendars are booked a year in advance. It's a waitlist only type of a property. That's how you get waitlist only properties. That's how you get higher than average occupancy. That's how you get higher than average rates in the areas that you're operating in is by having higher demand for your property, right? Everything's a supply and demand issue. If if Mike, if I have all these people who love us and our experience and our property, there's a lot of nice properties around, right? That's why I say 
uh, the it really starts with the experience that you're developing but once you get people through that they're saying hey I like what I got. I like what that what Sean delivered in that property. I like the experience. I like the whole package. I like the property. I like everything. And I want to come back. And I'm willing to pay more. They know there's other properties that are cheaper. And that's okay. That's okay with them. And so, because they know what they're going to get with us. And so once, but that doesn't happen overnight. And so I encourage you to, to think about that evolution, first of all, of you know, really establishing your listing, starting to add fuel to the fire, starting to generate your own direct bookings, and really building this as a lifestyle asset business, right? And because that's what these are. And so I just wanted to talk to you again. I didn't want to get into the the nitty-gritty details, but this is a conversation that's really, really exciting. And a lot of people want to talk about it, but consider also way too many people want to jump ahead too many steps this is the last piece of the puzzle this is how you you really operate at the top end of any market is by by putting all this together but you don't jump from step one to step nine this is the ninth step in our nine step process and so you have to go through all those other eight steps before you put this in place but when you do it can be really, really exciting and you really start to add fuel to that fire and it's your asset starts to explode. It starts to maximize. You have a ton of fun. It's all those, you know, those home run returns that we talk about or hear about a lot of times. There are people that have taken the time to put this into place and it can happen really quickly, but it, you can't decide today you're going to do it and then have a book of business tomorrow. It has to, you have to start consistently doing it over time and, you know, you might, it might, be a little bit slow for 30 days but a year from now if you do this consistently for a year you'll be shocked at what a difference it'll make for your property and then it allows you to continue to build that portfolio all those different good things happen when we're able to start to you know have an asset that's absolutely maximized and operating at peak peak performance so guys that's what i have for you today that's what i wanted to chat with you about today it's it's a it's a fun part of the process and those of you that have you know i, I get a lot of questions about it and so um i didn't have any emailed questions in you guys know that you can always uh, tag us on instagram at real more and we'll if you have questions on the podcast i'll always hit those up at the front end of the podcast i didn't have any today so we jumped straight into our topic and so thanks for joining me on this week's episode of the vodacy vacation rental revolution podcast we'll plan on seeing you same time same place next week talk to you guys soon cheers my friends thanks for joining us on this episode of the vacation rental revolution podcast Share this with other people you think need to hear about it. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Hey Grace, is there a website? Yes! For more amazing content and expert advice, visit bodicey.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.